Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Grant. And today we have a very cool episode, something that Justin and I are very excited to talk about. We are sitting down with Angie Bowers and Sarah Eversall from the University of Alaska Southeast to talk about their Alaskan aquaculture semester. And it's an educational program that only lasts one semester uh, where you get to learn all of the basics of aquaculture and mariculture. Uh, and it's a really cool program, and it's affordable and available to anyone. So I think uh, you're really going to find some interesting tidbits within this conversation that we had. But before we get into it, like I always do, I want to remind you to subscribe to Aquademia wherever you listen, so every new episode that comes out will be automatically downloaded onto whichever device you use. And follow us on Twitter, at AquademiaPod. If you want to contact the podcast for any reason, fill out our online form located at globalseafood.org slash podcast. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. It really helps us out a lot, and we appreciate everybody that has already done that. So please enjoy this conversation that we had with Angie and Sarah, and we will talk to you at the end. Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. All right, so we are sitting down today with Angie Bowers and Sarah Ebersol from the University of Alaska Southeast in uh, Sitka, Alaska. How's it going, guys? Thanks for joining us. It's going great. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This is uh, a really cool topic. We're going to be talking about the Alaskan aquaculture semester at the University of Alaska Southeast, and um, it's something that I think Justin and I are probably going to be pretty excited about because, like I said, before we started recording, we're both education people. I actually went to an aquaculture program for college, so it's kind of a something that we're familiar with and, and we get excited about. But before we get into it, I want to get to know you guys. Uh, whoever wants to go first, if you could just kind of give our listeners a little, little rundown of who you are and what you do and how, kind of how you got to where you are now, that would be fantastic. Sure, I'll start. Um, yeah, I'm Angie Bowers. I'm an assistant professor here at the University of Alaska Southeast in Sitka. This is my fifth year teaching here. Kind of my background before that, I worked for 10 years in salmon enhancement aquaculture here in Alaska at large scale facilities. And then I spent three years as the aquaculture director at the Sitka Sound Science Center, where I was able to, it was a little small scale salmon hatchery, and we, I got more involved in kind of the research and education side of things. And so then when a position opened up here, I was super excited to be able to kind of take my experience and share it with students. Yeah, I'm Sarah. Um, I was got interested in kind of mariculture and aquaculture um, after I graduated from college and kind of tried to reach out to all these farms globally and trying to get into the agriculture, aquaculture scene. And it was really tough. So I found Angie's program, came up to Alaska and I was a student in the program two years ago. Um, absolutely loved it. Stuck around. I wouldn't leave. So they decided to start paying me. Um, and now <laughs> I'm the agriculture program coordinator here at the university. So I do a lot of support for the students, for the program, um, you know, keep the farm up to date and make sure we're, we're on time sampling and things like that. So you get to do all the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, I'm really excited to talk about this program 
Uh, but before we get into it, can you give us a little rundown? It, so on on your website, it actually says Sitka is a stronghold for Alaska aquaculture, and and I feel like out you know where we are, we don't hear a lot about aquaculture happening in Alaska. Most of what we hear about is wild caught, particularly salmon stuff. So can you get kind of give us a little background information so we can kind of have an, a good idea of what's going on in the world of aquaculture in Alaska, and then we can get into how people can you know, join your program and become part of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, here in Alaska, we've had this, it's called salmon enhancement aquaculture. It's been a pretty big and important industry for enhancing commercial salmon stocks. And so it's not, it's not for um, restoration or dam mitigation, like you'll see down in Oregon and Washington. It's more of these hatcheries were kind of strategically placed to out, uh, away from where wild runs of salmon are. And they enhance commercial fisheries, so so they'll take some, they'll take some of the stress off wild stocks and like low abundance years, and just provide more opportunity for fishermen. And so that's been around for a long time. Started in the seventies, and now I think last year was like hundred and fifty million dollars that went directly into fishermen's pockets from these hatchery raised salmon. And then in addition, we have kind of this burgeoning mariculture industry. It's pretty new. I think the first harvest of kelp was in 2017, and it's kind of been growing exponentially ever since then. Oyster farming has been around for a long time, kind of different different um, amounts of harvests every year, but it's, it's kind of, it's small, but a really important uh, industry as well. So mariculture is kind of, uh, the state has recently had this big influx of money from the Build Back Better grant, from the EDA, and some Exxon Valdez um, grant money. And so there's just a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz around mariculture right now. But yeah. And and that's mostly oysters and uh, seaweeds? Yep. Sean, remember this. the first year we had that we started this podcast, we got pickled seaweed mm-hmm. uh, from Kelp. a place in Alaska. Yeah. Kelp pickles. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was probably barnacle seafoods. There. It was. It yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we did a live taste test of we all did. the kelp products yeah. uh, that nobody attended because nobody had heard of us because we had just started. <laughs> yeah. But, um, they are. Yeah, I know yeah. seaweed culture, specifically kelp, is like is just growing so fast. I we I actually went to a seaweed culture conference <laughs> last summer yeah. um which i didn't even know those existed but then you know there's they're doing them twice a year now in different places so um super super interesting to hear about that is that pretty much what we're looking at for aquaculture in alaska is is the mariculture stuff shellfish and then kind of the hatchery operations you don't do grow out for for things like salmon in, in alaska correct we don't know fin fish farming is illegal in the state Okay, but you can have hatcheries. It's just the grow facilities is not it's not allowed. Right. Okay. Cool. I just wanted to make sure I, I had a good understanding of kind of the structure of it. So uh, let's talk about the school. Let's talk about the uh, University of Alaska Southeast. First of all, is it a major university? All programs offered that you would see at at most normal universities, or is it a little more specialized? Because I know there are some schools out there. A lot of the schools that have like aquaculture style programs are more specialized schools. Can you give us kind of a, a little understanding of the school itself? Yeah, so it's a little different here in Alaska. We have the University of Alaska system. There's actually three separate universities within that. So there's mm-hmm. University of Alaska Fairbanks, there's University of Alaska Anchorage, and then we're part of the University of Alaska Southeast, which may, its main campus is in Juneau. And so we're 
kind of a smaller community campus. It's us and then uh, Ketchikan as well. They sort of specialize in maritime skills and um, other things as well. Most of these small community campuses will offer general education stuff, but then have like specialty programs. And here in Sitka, we have the, we're part of the Applied Fisheries Program, which falls under the School of Career Education. So we offer up to an associate's degree in like fisheries management and um, aquaculture. And then we also have these semester intensives that we offer. We do a diving semester so students can come and get certified up through scientific diving. And then we have our aquaculture semester where students come for a semester and they just kind of dive in to the, the mariculture and aquaculture industry and get a lot of hands-on experience here. Yeah, I bet that's super important. Have you seen, and I'm, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but guilty. Uh, have you seen an, an uptick in enrollment over the last, I, I don't know how long the program has been in existence for, but if it's anything similar to what we're seeing on the East Coast, is these type of aquaculture programs are really becoming more well-known and we're seeing a greater uptick in enrollment. I don't know if you're seeing that over the last few years as well. Yeah, definitely. So we actually let Sarah take this. She does a lot of our, our interviews and helps students get registered. And this year mm-hmm. is, is way higher than in past years. Wow. Good. I think we're trying to specialize in reaching out to students who are in fisheries programs already. You know, this is kind of like a semester um, abroad almost. So you mm-hmm. can transfer these courses and it counts for your home institution. So we're trying to target kind of the students that are in fisheries or agriculture, aquaculture. Um, and it seems, I mean, the appeal has been greater and greater since we have, you know, this is our third year running it. So we have more photos now and we have more. Yeah. Um, track running and then testimonials and, yeah. coming back and telling their you know classmates about it and so um, hopefully over the next couple of years we won't have to do much <laughs> as much advertising as we are now and yeah. uh, we'll just kind of be able to to gain students pretty easy so is it mostly uh, students that are coming from other universities and, and doing a semester with you guys or is it like do you get kids out of high school who like in lieu of going to a four-year university for a specific program they choose to come do this first is that is kind of what's the ratio there yeah well we kind of accept anybody who you know in their educational or interest careers so we'll take people who are just like interested in this and you know don't have any background in aquaculture we're Mm -hmm. definitely interested in um especially if they're part of the community here in alaska we really you know like to um train people in state but most of the students come from um the lower 48, what we call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, because it transfers well to their home institutions. And yeah. Yeah. Got any students from the aquaculture program at URI? Yes, I do have, we have one, I think. Nice. Yeah. That was, sure that was a program I did. Major, so. I'm not sure what their major is. I, I can't recall that, but yeah, there is someone from URI. Awesome. I just had to throw that in there. That was, <laughs> that was I was waiting for it to happen at some point. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the program. Like, what, what, is, how is it structured? How, how does it work? What courses are involved? Let's just give give us all the all the juicy details about this aquaculture semester. Yeah, so students get they take thirteen credits during the semester. They get three credits of a salmon aquaculture salmon culture class, Alaska salmon culture. Three credits are go towards intro to mariculture class. They have three credits that are kind of maritime skills and outboard maintenance, skiff operation, 
and cold water survival. And then they do an internship over the semester. So we try to we try to set students up with someone in their area of interest. If they're very interested in salmon or mariculture or something totally different, we see what we can do for them there. And then there's one credit is a pathology lab. And yeah, I said that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that covers it. And it's all it's it's like all hands on, right? Like every. Yep, it's all hands-on. We kind of structure it where the first couple of weeks are focused on salmon because we have the adult salmon are returning. And so there's commercial fisheries taking place. We cover kind of the different gear groups that target the fish. We visit processors. We go to hatcheries. We help with egg takes. Um, yeah, so that's the, the first part is, is salmon. Then we get in the boats and students get comfortable in the water, learn how to tie knots, um, cover all of those bases. and then. We spend a lot more time out on the water because we're collecting our kelp source tissue to start a small um, farm that students, they're able to do the spore release, take care of them in the hatchery, and then outplant the kelp. And then we're pretty fortunate. We've gotten some funding to do quite a bit of traveling during the semester. Oh, cool. So we get to take some trips and go visit oyster farms and meet with researchers in Juneau and with people involved in management with fishing game. and so. They really get to cross paths with a lot of industry professionals and as well as get the hands-on experience here. Yeah, I think that's super important. I I will say of the four years, four and a half years that I was uh, at URI studying aquaculture, the things that stood out the most were when we would take trips to farms or or grass facilities or some of these other places that, that, I mean, that just makes such a big difference in encouraging enthusiasm uh, you know, a little bit more than sitting in a classroom, it gets them, it gets students a little more excited about what they could be doing. And then just expanding your knowledge of like, actually what, what kind of jobs are out there and stuff. It's, it's super duper important that experiential learning. So good on you, Justin, do you got any questions at this point? Yeah, it's a little off topic, but so if I was to travel to the campus, is there an airport nearby or do you go into like <laughs> Juno and then take a boat? <laughs> we do have an airport. Okay. <laughs> and you can fly on Alaska Airlines. So most people come that come from the lower 48, you fly to Seattle and then there's And then go from Seattle up there. Okay. It looks like a nice I took a cruise once that went to Ketchikan, Juneau, and then all the way up to Skagway once. And I wanted to quit my job and live in Alaska for the rest of my life. What <laughs> <laughs> happened? Uh, my wife my my wife was not uh is easy to convince. So yeah. she she rules the roost, so we stayed. That's true. <laughs> she she definitely does. You're right. I'll make sure she listens to this episode too, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so, we're a pretty small community, about 8,000 people um, on the island, and there's 14 miles of road, so um, not really. <laughs> if you don't have a boat, it's kind of, you don't really go far. But yeah, yeah. We have, you know, pharmacies, grocery stores. Um, we have an airport. We have kind of all the things you need here. There's lots of uh, really, really great trails around biking, hiking skiing um fishing fishing just all the ings yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think you said it in the beginning of the episode it's about the experience and mm -hmm. so if a lot of people that are in certain programs already that are looking for that extra semester to get more of that experience that hands-on learning this is the perfect opportunity and not a ton of people get a chance to go to alaska and to uh, so there's that piece on top of all of the great stuff that you're offering 
them that that whole experience just sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so you. People, oh, sorry. So no, the, go ahead. Go ahead, please. So for the people that that can't kind of take time out of their lives and do a whole semester, we do also um, offer online mariculture and salmon culture courses as well. Try to try to involve everyone that. That's yeah, good. And, and the program we're open in, open enrollment institution, so people don't have to have a certain GPA or um, amount of education in order to come be a part of it. That was exactly what I was about to ask. Is there are there some prerequisites for the program? But uh, so if anybody wants to enroll, how do they do that? What's that process like? <laughs> well, they um, usually just for a program go to our website, um, aquaculture semester dot alaska dot edu um and there's an interest form that you fill out on there and then that gives us a little ping and we reach out to you and then um kind of go through an application process and then um we yeah connect you with our advisor and she walks you right through the process you could register within a day and um yeah it's pretty pretty easy streamlined and um yeah it's not like applying i mean i I applied to a lot of universities, you know, going into college and it sucked. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely a different, a different way to do things. It's really easy. And yeah. There's Um, not like a ton of essays and all that fun stuff that I remember doing years ago. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We do ask a lot of questions as far as um, kind of people's experience with working outdoors and Mm. some, some experience they've had working just because we do, we do work in this in this yep. program and we get wet and we get cold and we're outside for long hours so just want to make sure that people are kind of aware of what <laughs> they're getting into no that makes perfect sense right yeah i didn't know i was gonna have to get in the water well <laughs> <laughs> not to scare anyone off uh, but it, it can be chilly especially in the fall in southeast alaska mm-hmm. it's not not warm and sunny very often <laughs> yeah for sure so you said you offer a, is once you go through this program, is there, do you get any kind of certificate or is it part of a bigger program? Yeah, you get an, it's, we call it an occupational endorsement. So it's okay. a standalone degree that you get. It's, you could keep going on to get either a certificate after a year or up to an associate's in aquaculture if you wanted to stay on and keep going. Okay. And what are the, the benefits of that? I'm sorry, would you call it employment endorsement? Occupational endorsement. Occupational endorsement. What? What are? Uh, I've never heard of that before. I've heard of associates and certificate programs, but I've never heard that term. What are the the benefits of that? So I think that kind of will give you a leg up if you wanted to go work at hatcheries, or um, there's more and more jobs coming online, like at kelp farms and and things like that. I know at least for salmon. At salmon hatcheries, they ask for people to have either a degree in biology or some sort of scientific or, or fisheries background. But if you have this sort of specialized experience, you could do that in one semester and probably be on par with people that have four-year yeah. degrees. Okay, cool. It was really cool as a student because um, I was saying I was having a hard time you know, reaching out to farms or getting a job in this field. But coming around, you know, with Angie's class, going to all these places as a student, they're just, you're there in the moment and everyone is just like handing you applications or like, come back, come work for us. Like here, we'll hire you like all this stuff. And I was like blown away. So it was, it was cool just having this experience and having just being there physically, but 
yeah, having the knowledge and the skills gained from the curriculum, like was just huge when people looked at you for jobs. And I think that's important for anyone that's doing higher education. Most people will be thinking, okay, what am I going to do with this when I graduate? Is there going to be job opportunities? And I think as an employer, and I'm speaking mostly from my wife's perspective is because she runs an internship program. But when you're when you trust the school that you know the interns are coming from in your instance, but if you get to see these people firsthand, it's like this win-win situation for everyone because as an employer, you're saying, I might have potential work workers that I can trust and I know are going to do a good job. And then as a student, you're saying, hey, I'm actually going to have a couple different opportunities available to me right after I, I, I graduate. And that is just, to me, if I was a student, that would just be something that would be really, really important to know and to walk away with when I was finished. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's the uh, the situation, like the living situation when, when students come to do the semester? Because that's a short amount of time. It's not really a, a long enough time to like go like get a rental or somewhere. So I'm just curious kind of what the, for people who come and spend this, the semester with you, kind of what's the situation for, for that? Uh, yeah. So we have a um, agreement with the finance camp here, um, which is just a, it used to be a college and then they, um, a finance camp bought it. And so they have dorms that we um, put the students up for. Uh, the semester and they have a kitchen, they have their own room, they have shared bathrooms. Um, and it's on a really nice campus. It's about a half mile from walk from downtown. So, and, you know, less than that to the closest grocery store. So everything is pretty much very close, um, walkable distance and the, the dorms are yeah, perfectly suitable for, for a whole semester. Very cool. I don't have too much else. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what other people who have never had any experience in this kind of program, what kind of questions they would have. But um... I think we answered most of them. And I think what was important for me to hear, and I'll just reiterate it, was that the credits that you earn are transferable, right? So mm -hmm. you know that you can, if you can make it work and you can go out there and get that hands-on experience, that if you still have a couple other semesters to finish up, you're going to be able to migrate those credits over and to not say lose this lose a semester or something of, the, of that nature so that's really really important yeah yeah and then cool. also students that you know aren't even in school that they can walk away with that that certificate is exactly pretty important and then maybe it'd be worthwhile just to talk about like what a typical day looks like yeah so, oh love that please yeah we usually will student we we have class together four days a week so usually from like eight to three we spend together Friday, we leave open for students to work on their internship hours and or if they wanted to work, if they wanted to have a side job or something else going on, there's plenty of time for that. Or we've had students that are still taking classes at their home institutions online. So there's enough extra time there. But what we usually do is we'll meet here at the at the campus in the morning, spend a couple hours chatting about about whatever topic we're on, maybe a um, short lecture, discussion, and then get outside and try to experience that, whatever it is we're learning about. So it's a little bit of class time and then a lot of hands-on time together. So That's and awesome. we're really flexible with weather. So we'll kind of have plan A, B, and C <laughs> going into the week and then yeah. <laughs> check the forecast and shuffle things around and see how it all works out. But it always does. and. 
we have a pretty good time. Yeah. Well, you know, being from New England, I'm sure you know exactly what it's like to uh, always have to be on top of that and, and be ready to change things on a dime because we yeah. experience the same same type of weather sometimes. Yeah. I would love to hear some success stories from people who have gone through the program and gone on to receive jobs and, you know, maybe open their own farm or whatever. You know, I don't know kind of what uh, the stories are for your students, but I'd love to hear if you have any success stories that you'd like to share. Yeah, we we do. We've actually, so this is our third year offering it. We've had two very small cohorts. We had five students the first year and then three last year. So we've only had eight students actually um, finish the program. We already have nine registered for this coming fall. So we, we only have a few spaces left. Um, but Sarah is a success story, I would say. Uh, we also had a student um, who finished the program and then graduated from the University of Florida and then has been working in oyster and seaweed research since then and then wants to come come back up here. Um, one of our one per, one student who finished our program last year also graduated from Brown University. She worked on a really cool project for internship. Um, creating a a map of invasive species so you could see like where you're going to put your your farm what maybe um kind of what to look for as far as invasive species learning more to try to prevent spread through this new industry which was really cool and she she wants to try to find an opportunity and come back up here so there's we've had a few students stay and not necessarily work right in the industry but um want to be here in this 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 area so there's definitely we've we've managed to hold on to quite quite a few people so far yeah i imagine the people that choose to go spend a semester there are also the kind of people that would probably be willing and excited to spend a lot more time there in their future yeah. so i understand that the other thing that uh people are always going to ask about is is cost and how much and you have that that's literally the first link on your website which i applaud you for that because you know that people are going to ask about that um do you want to just kind of go through how much this is going to cost for people to enroll and, and go through this program yeah it's um thirty five hundred dollars for tuition for um the semester and then we kind of add in a little buffer there for housing and food on top of that um i think it's four hundred and fifty dollars per month at the dorms and then um yeah food is Food is up to you, so depending how much you eat. Um, <laughs> but it's a pretty, it's a very low cost um, for a program like this at, at an institution. Um, and again, the travel is included in in the program, so no need oh. to worry about that. Yeah. Um, and I I paid for everything by just having you know a side job while working uh, or while well, being a student. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it it all kind of is um, pretty affordable. Yeah, it's, it's a great option. You know, we do a lot of episodes with people in all different facets of the industry. And we do um, a series. I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with the podcast uh, or how much you've listened, but we do do a series called Career Pathways, uh, where people tell us kind of where they started and how they ended up where they were. And they're always different stories. And nobody intended to be in seafood. But every once in a while, we find someone who actually decided to go this route. And they said, I, I wanted to do aquaculture or I wanted to do fisheries and I went to a university or I went to an academic program that has, you know, aspects of this and it's it's rare but I think there are people out there that want to take this route and don't want to, you know, just kind of force their way in. They want to learn it from the beginning 
And then that traditional educational route results in a job that may not normally need that. So it's really interesting to, I don't, I'm kind of going off the rails, I know, but I, I think it's really interesting that some people choose to do, to go this route. And I think it's really great to have such an approachable opportunity for those people that want to do that, something that's affordable that they can do. So I really applaud you guys for that. I think it sounds like what you're doing is, is a, just doing a fantastic job. And well, thank uh, you. Yeah. It's kind of, when I came up here to work, I, I came up here to work at a remote salmon hatchery out of college just for a season just to figure out what I wanted to do. And I fell in love with this place and knew that I wanted to stay, but I came, I came on, I had never driven a boat. I couldn't tie a knot. I didn't, I didn't know anything of what I was really getting myself into coming from Wisconsin. And so that's sort of when putting this program together, that's something that I kept in mind was what, what skills do you want to give these people that are going into these entry-level positions so that they feel confident and, and they're safe and they're an asset right out of the gate to their employer. Awesome. And it sounds like it's growing. So, I mean, this upcoming year is the biggest you'll have, right, so far? So, yeah. so you mentioned um, nine, but that was close to filling up. So how many spots do you typically, what do you look for? What would be the max? So we, we only have 12 spots. Okay. We have to fit everybody in a van and we all have to pick boats. So yeah, yeah. it's big and I think we just become... It's harder to to take part in hatchery operations and things. Mm -hmm. So we definitely want to keep it small. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I don't want to keep you guys for too long, but I'm curious what is in the works and what are the plans for future near and far? So we are kind of working on um, options and acquiring a facility so that we can kind of branch out and hopefully be able to spawn oysters and um, get more experience and be able to offer more educational opportunities with other new species, say sea cucumbers, or and eventually have a small teaching farm that we can kind of integrate more species and have a space for visiting researchers. And that's that's kind of our our hopes and dreams right now. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys know exactly what you want and you're and you're going for it, which I think is just fantastic. Um, my last question that I have for you guys, which is something that I I ask a lot of our guests is, you know, we have a lot of listeners from all over the world, from all different aspects of the industry and, and a lot, they have access to a lot of resources. So my question to you is for our listeners, what do you need in terms of resources to help you achieve your goals? Hmm. Well... More time. No. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I don't know if I can help with that. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually um, currently we we are fortunately have received some of these funds that that I spoke of earlier that are coming in for this virgin mariculture industry. And so, as far as resources to grow, we we were there, and so we're just sort of like at the starting line. I feel like ready to to kind of take off. So yeah. Yeah, we're, we're 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 a really small program, but we're set up right now. We're going to be able to hire a couple more people and um, improve on our infrastructure. And so, right now, we don't really need. We're not in need of <laughs> of resources. We want we want more people to come to come up and join us. So that's it. So that's what yeah. we need. We need more people to come yeah. and uh, spread the word. You know, any of our listeners, if they hear of anyone that is looking for a way to get into the industry, this is a great recommendation. And uh, all of the links 
to the website and how to get all the information about the program are going to be in the show notes. But if there's any other reason that people would want to get in contact with you all, what do you, what's the best way for them to do that? They can actually uh, go ahead and email me if they'd like. My, my email is a Bowers, B O W E R S four, then the number four at alaska.edu or check out, um, what's our applied fisheries website? website? Um, so we have a website that talks more about the diving program as well as uh, some of our other offerings that Sarah's looking up right now. Or they can go to the aquaculturesemester.alaska.edu as another option for contacting us. And our, our emails are probably on there as well. They can get in touch with us from there. Perfect. Awesome. Anything else that you guys want to get out there while you have the platform before we wrap up? Do you have anything else, Sarah? Um, I don't think so. We have a lot of fun, uh, <laughs> which is something I can't emphasize enough. Like, it's just, it's really fun. It's a, if no one has really been to Alaska before, kind of like you were saying, Justin, it's like, just super amazing. And you're like, I want to be here. I want to move here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, clearly, just, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are evidence of that. Yes. But it's just, we, yeah, we have a lot of fun. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's amazing being out on the water um, and just growing stuff in the ocean. Like that's something we haven't really touched upon, but um, you know, we have a research farm here and just being able to reproduce kelp from the lab, go from a microscopic phase to a a macroscopic um, kelp is just really cool and rewarding. And um, it's just a new industry. So it's super exciting. And Mm -hmm. um no one really knows what we're doing. So we're all kind of figuring it out together. And uh, that's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then I might just add, if, if somebody's listening and feeling like maybe they, they can't do, do this um, because they don't have any experience, I would say that's not true. We start everyone on the same level. So it's as if you've never seen a boat, as if you've never, never heard of a knot, you know? So we just start everybody off. at the very entry level and we we start from there and we all gain experience together fantastic is there any kind of uh graduation ceremony kind of thing at the end of the semester that you guys do that you celebrate we we actually have a job fair at the end in collaboration with the sick sound science center where um students get to meet with um people from the industry and that will offer jobs and then just as a as a group, we always do. Yes, have have a celebration, and if students stick around, they're able to um, take part in commencement in the spring. Oh, cool! Awesome. Well, Justin, do you have anything else? No, I think we answered most of it. And for any of our listeners, we're going to have everything linked in the show notes. So please check those out for sure. I love this program. I think it's fantastic. I'm I'm really happy that it is in existence and offered to anyone that wants to do it in including people that aren't current students. I think that's yeah. really great of you yep. guys to offer that. So um, thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for coming on the podcast and reaching out to us. And uh, I, I'm just really glad we were able to have you join us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you. It's awesome. Folks, that was our conversation with Angie Bowers and Sarah Ebersall from the University of Alaska Southeast. I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you will consider taking a look at this program if this is interesting to you. All of the links are in the show notes. 
Remember to subscribe to Aquademia wherever you listen so every new episode will be automatically downloaded to your device as soon as it becomes available. Follow us on Twitter at AquademiaPod. If you want to contact us for any reason, you can do so via our online forum located at globalseafood.org slash podcast. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. It really helps us out and we really, truly do appreciate everybody that has already done that. And if you like what we do, you want to be more involved with the work that we do at Global Seafood Alliance, you may want to consider becoming a member. All of the information about the GSA membership program can be found at globalseafood.org slash membership. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Ciao. Bye. Bye.